0: What up, Oasis people? Oh, I got you I knew guys. We
1: going to. That's why I had
0: to. I what did I do? I was scrolling through YouTube the other day and I saw one of our videos just on my own personal page, wow. and I had my hands up and I was like, you know what? I think I'm done with that. <laughs> N- new year, new me, starting in May.
1: <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, we're we're four months in, like, but we're a third of the way
0: through this year. <laughs> yeah. I just was I was comparing myself to my current <laughs> self, and I I didn't like my old self, so I'm starting a, self. Uh, starting
2: a new self. Starting a new self. That's no, good. but the, like
0: the, the, the podcast topic is comparison. Mm-hmm. and Have we started? Yeah, we're <laughs> in it. We're in it. We're, we're in it. But, but the, the opening question is still to come. So when it comes to comparison, we all do it in different ways at different times. And if you want to look back into the past, that's okay. That's probably where, where I'm going to go. But what's something that you, you compare other people or yourself to other people? Like what's something that you mm. find yourself comparing? comparing?
2: Does that make that. sense? Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Who's going first? Oh. I mean, haircuts. Really? hundred percent. I was also thinking hair. Yeah. Like you sure.
1: look at I see I see her I was like, man, that looks awesome. Okay. <laughs> I want that haircut. I feel like and it's not even a, like I think I could pull it off. I don't care. I don't care if I could pull it off. Eventually you I would if I got hairstyle. that haircut. I was like, man, that looks awesome. I wonder if okay. I could I want like I want I don't that. think I've ever done a haircut. I, I don't know if this haircut is a thing.
0: Mm-hmm. I love getting my hair cut. It's great. It's so awesome. It's amazing. I, I always you tell people, the right person? Uh, one day when the Lord blesses me by winning the lottery <laughs> or something like that. Buy your own. I, buy I don't buy lottery tickets, FYI, if anybody's <laughs> listening from the Wesleyan Church. Is that what the podcast is? <laughs> <laughs> if anyone is listening
2: from them. Wesleyan <laughs> but Cover his bases.
0: Yeah, cover my bases. Just, just. But if by some chance I end up making it big. Uh, I finally signed that contract. <laughs> final, church, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking engagements or like just you know whatever happens book book (laughs) deals i don't consider myself an author but maybe one day if i'm gonna get a haircut every single week i've decided that i'm for sure yeah it's gonna be like my friday ritual i'm gonna go to the barbershop i'm gonna have some i'm gonna go i'm gonna find someone who's like awesome at cutting hair and i'm gonna make them Mm -hmm. like my best friend and we're gonna (laughs) hang out and i'm gonna get my hair cut every single week this is what it's this is my life as a wealthy person that's your dream yep Hmm. Some people want pools and different things. I just want my hair cut every Friday.
1: Wow, All
0: going right. into the weekend with a fresh haircut is such a good feeling. I just like
1: the way it my head feels don't know. When, when they do the massage. And they no, shampoo. no, I'm saying like after. Oh, no, that I could go
2: without. It must be very different experience for girls it with long hair. Yeah, or people with long hair.
1: Yeah, but I just like the way the side of my head feels. I I'm thinking about we got to we got to move <laughs> on like okay Ben <laughs> compares haircuts.
2: <here, so. laughs> Ben's like going into a trance thinking about it like, like I got stop, a haircut stop 3 stop weeks stop ago making those noises and I'm, in already, the mic, I'm
1: sorry I know. <laughs> I got haircut got three weeks ago and I already want another one. It's yeah. like, no, that's ridiculous. You don't need it. I don't need it.
0: No. That's what I was telling myself. Jana, <laughs> will you get us back
1: on
2: track? Well, I was also going to say I compare hair. Like, I Rimpy. compare I compare curly girl hair. Yeah. Because I'm like, I like having curly hair. Like, yeah. it's different. But sometimes I'm like, like, man, I wish my hair curled better like this mm. person. So, oh. you know. Yeah, I feel that.
0: I, you guys know this if you've been a podcast listener for, for a <laughs> couple of years. But I have had a temptation uh struggle in the past yeah. in the midst of healing and overcoming <laughs> that yeah. i compare shoes so. and we we've talked about this but i'm not like a shoe junkie i just i have yeah,
1: it's not like you have a million pairs. No, of shoes mm-hmm.
0: i got a lot of shoes but none of them are like expensive none of them are like super fancy i just i think i i have i, I judge people based on their shoes like That's... oh if you chose to wear that shoe i feel like that says something about your personality and who you are and i'm learning to mm-hmm. overcome which is what this whole podcast yeah. is about, right? When it comes yeah. to comparison. We will overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our actually, testimony, yeah,
2: Revelation. be a really fun exercise for you to just go around and say like, okay, based on the shoes that you're wearing right now, I think this is about you. Just to hear your oh, thought process. You'd have to do it with some I really be secure be people. Yeah, you, yeah. Would, you would. But like, this is what your shoes tell me about hey, you. let's go. Brennan? No,
0: we're moving on. Okay, next. And I know you, so like that yeah. wouldn't even be yeah, fair. It's, yeah, it's, yes, it's so like, like when I see someone for the first time, God, you don't have a lot to... A you don't have a lot to work. I'm moving on. We're already too deep. <laughs>
2: My thighs <is> cramp.
0: Uh, <laughs> when you when you meet someone for the first time, you don't have much to work yeah. with. Yeah, and so you're like, okay.
2: Most I'm... people judge off clothes the first time anyway, so it makes yeah. sense. Yeah,
0: and, but... and judge is a harsh word, and I—that's like, what it is, isn't it?
2: I don't think it's necessarily always harsh. It's but... semantics.
0: Okay, <laughs> but I'm learning, I'm growing, and I promise, if you're a part of the ministry, I'm not judging you based off your shoes. And maybe, if I like your shoes, I'll just say, "Hey, what up? I like your shoes." Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here's yeah. a pro tip, though. I think people should clean their shoes. <laughs> yeah. That Can we all it, just agree yeah. on that? No, like I don't agree with that. Really? Yeah,
2: I, don't. I think there, I don't think it's you necessary. wash all the other yeah. clothes you wear,' I don't
1: think it's that you know of?
2: I think oh, that because, oh. there's like a certain, gross, <laughs> a certain like level of like dirty shoes. It's like, okay, now that's trend. But my shoes but it's don't getting also, to it, you but know my, I mean? but like, my sh- like dirty Converse. Sometimes you're like, oh yeah, they look sick. But like my- those are supposed to be that way. <laughs> or like ripped up vans, you're like, oh yeah, they skate. My shoes also know? don't
1: touch my feet.
2: Yeah. Oh, I get socks. it. They, I mean, my how skin. How skin. Yeah. They
1: not touch your feet.
0: Not, yeah. Like they don't touch I, my I skin. I get it, but like <laughs> it's so simple to just give them a wipe down every once in a yeah. while. And it would save your shoe. It would yeah. help with, it's yeah. a good stewardship thing. My shoes last forever because I <laughs> clean them. Uh, it helps you take better care of them because you don't want to have to clean them that often. So you don't yeah. walk in a bunch of, di- like, just clean That's your true. shoes. It just, yeah. it's so simple. Anyways, we're,
2: we're- Welcome to today's podcast about shoes. We are
0: probably way, <laughs> way deep in this thing. So we will get started. This is my favorite podcast. We've done an 86 countdown.
1: Let, Almost to 100.
0: Let's okay. go, let's go into some of the things that people struggle with comparing.
1: I mean, it's it's everything, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. just the reality is everything. There's this list is not is not exhaustive, but uh, gifting or even just like talents in general. That's a classic one to, that we compare it to spiritual maturity in the church is really real. Um, looks, relationships, not even just like romantic but mm-hmm. families yeah
0: like i have an when i was in college friendships uh, friendships oh, yeah the mm-hmm. stuff we
1: have status success it just the
0: list goes on mm-hmm. what about like when we remove other people from the equation mm. i feel like that is an untalked about side of comparison that's just self-comparison
2: yeah you can for sure i mean it's easy to look back especially to look back in your life and be like, Oh, back then I was this, or I was that, or, you know, like, Oh, I had my glory days in my sport in high school, (laughs) you know, or like to, to have that self comparison or even to like, look at where you're at now and see that you've, you're in a better place, but not like, look at that in a healthy way of like, Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, I'm so much better. Like go me, you know, in a prideful, unhealthy way. And why this seems
0: like, okay, we shouldn't have to do this, but I I, I do. I want to kind of, keep rolling with this idea of like why shouldn't we yeah do comparison
1: i mean the reality is the classic phrase is comparison is the thief of joy in reality comparison kind of like leads to death in different aspects of mm-hmm. our life yeah like holistically it leads us to a space and a place where it's just we're unhealthy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because it's whether it's mindfully we're dwelling on things that just aren't good for us spiritually it's we don't want to actually move forward and grow in some things it just mm-hmm. there's so many ways that it has the potential to lead us toward death and lead us to things that it just God doesn't desire for, so Jesus doesn't want for. So you look at scripture, James 3, 16, for where jealousy and selfish ambition exists, there will be disorder and every vile practice. Just reality of like, I compare because within me is something I want that I don't have.
0: Mm-hmm. And in
1: that, what I'm doing is I also am not celebrating what other someone else does have.
0: Yes, And so yeah. then it's
1: just, I'm, then that turns into, I tear them down. Mm-hmm. It's like, I feel like there's an advantage someone else has that I don't, that's not fair. Yeah, And so it's just mm-hmm. selfishness that kind of drives this whole thing.
0: Yeah. And, and you see it show up in more than just like James. Obviously, it's all over the scripture. Another one that we would point you to is like Proverbs 14, A tranquil heart, so a heart of peace, gives life to the flesh. But envy makes the bones rot. That envy comparison or the 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 what we'll talk about in a second, the commandments talk about coveting, this desire to have what you do not have gets deep inside of us and truly just rots the core of who we are. Mm-hmm. That the Ten Commandments, when you look at them, like this becomes a summation of the law. So the, the Jewish Torah law would have been 613 laws, but it was summed up in the Ten, that these Ten Commandments you, you maybe have heard, two of those focus on coveting. Where it, what it looks like for us to have comparison and to have this envy where we have something but it's not necessarily what we want and we look at someone else and it, out of the 10 like if 20 percent focus on something like comparison that <laughs> should weird. tell us how yeah. real it is yeah. how it's big of a struggle and the it language he uses is
1: coveting like you said yeah, mm-hmm. yeah yeah coveting
0: yeah that's and what do you feel like let's let's just transition quick like yeah. where do we find peace from this because mm-hmm. as people listen like they know it's a struggle yeah unless they're just not self-aware enough to really recognize it like i hope you recognize that comparison is just playing a part of your life but we want you to find healing so where would we encourage people to go in that
1: well i just one the first encouragement i say you're not alone like yeah. this and this yeah. honestly i think whether even i like it or not i can't think of a season or time in my life where comparison hasn't tried to at least come into muscle mm-hmm. like yeah. like yeah. i feel like i've been tempted with comparison in some way shape or form in my walk with jesus in a lot of different ways since I remember starting to walk with Jesus. Mm -hmm. So whether I give into that is a whole thing, but just like, you know, like this is something we all struggle with. Like I, even for me Mm -hmm. because of my personality and just the reality of like, I'm, I love the community aspect of who we are as followers of Jesus. Like, because I know I'm not alone in this, that gives me solace. Mm-hmm. And it's not like, a, yeah. oh, I don't have to do anything about it. It's just, okay, we, we can mm-hmm. do this together. But yeah. we look at uh, a recognition that it's a real struggle to overcome. James 4, 2 through 3, you desire, but you do not have. So you kill, you covet, but you cannot get what you want. So you quarrel and fight. You do not have it because you do not ask God. When you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your own pleasures. And just to reality, like, so start with, for me, again, going back to, I'm not alone in this, but also it's like, if this is something you really want to, see like see victory Mm in ask god yeah yeah like ask god and then in that it's asking god to not just take away the comparison with like hey god check my motives and why do i want the things i want yeah why am Mm -hmm. i comparing the things that i'm comparing just even Mm -hmm. get clarity on it
0: yeah. yeah, like Super to put that good. in a practical example, we would maybe say like a relationship. If you are single and you wish you had a relationship, you start to look at your friends or your family who they're in relationships and you start to have that that quarrelsome, that desire. And it says you desire, but you do not have, so you kill. And you're like, okay, I'm not going to get to that extent. <laughs> huh? But what mm-hmm. you do in your heart and what you do in your mind is you get that quarrelsome nature and you covet and you want to quarrel and fight and that leads to mm-hmm. death. So this language of killing, it's not necessarily a physical yeah. killing, but it's something where it's in our relationship relationship we, we kill that relationship we kill that part of our soul that that should be wanting their best and that's the the t- tricky part because it comes down to this comparison that motive mm-hmm. right wanting a relationship is not bad yeah we'll talk about that all the time right but when it becomes the, the the comparison the coveting the envy of someone else in their relationship that is a quick spin into something that's really really dangerous so check yeah. your motives yeah What else would we tell people? I think that we got what four things that we would kind of say is this is the place to try and find some healing when it comes to comparison.
2: Yeah. Ask God for a heart of gratitude. Um, or a heart of contentment, either one, both are good mm-hmm. Two kind of mutually exclusive things, but also connected. Yeah. Um, and so when we look in scripture, Philippians four eleven through 13 says, I am not saying this because I am in need for, I have learned to be content, whatever the circumstances I know what it is to be in need. And I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. And this is um, the Apostle Paul writing to the church in Philippi. And he's saying, like, I have this commitment, mm-hmm. I've, contentment, and I found it because I have this confidence in, in God who gives me the strength. Um, and so part of that can be asking God to uh, give you that commitment, that even in, uh, your desires and the things that you want, like how can you hold those in such a way that they don't consume you mm-hmm. in a negative uh, way or lead you to that coveting or that comparison, um, but that you can hold on to them and then just choose to be present wherever you are and to be thankful for the things that you have? Because um, scripture tells us in Matthew 6 that we shouldn't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself, and every day has its troubles. Um, and even in Isaiah forty three eighteen through nineteen it says to forget the former things, do not do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing; now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Um, and so, just being present where you are, asking God to give you gratitude and thankfulness for the things that He has given you. Um, to continue to trust in what he has for the future, even in the midst of comparison or want or desire.
0: Yeah, for sure. And even looking at Paul's situation, in the Philippians letter, right. Sitting in a jail cell, Mm -hmm. like sitting in a jail cell, starving, like doesn't have the people around him. He would want. And yet he says, yeah, I'm content here. Yeah. It's like, what, what is that? but it's the secret he's described, this contentment that comes through his relationship with Christ, that he can literally be in probably one of the worst situations he'll find himself. Like one of the worst situa- situations we can describe mm-hmm. and yet has this contentment. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's really powerful. What about like presence uh, The the scripture? will kind of point to it in this way, but what about being present helps us fight like comparison? Like, How does staying rooted where you're at, in the situation you find yourself in and what god is currently teaching you how does that help you to deal with comparison
1: yeah even the idea of if i'm not being in the present then that means i'm being focused on somewhere else Mm -hmm. which is either Mm -hmm. future so what do i want yeah like that i don't have or past what have i seen have happen or what do i want to have happen again so even the isaiah text yeah this idea of like you forget the former things and the former things were two things one the judgment that was brought on them, which mm-hmm. which brought them to exile, but also Israel's was in a powerful position in the in the when the kings were reigning. Yep. And so all of a sudden you get to this spot. We're saying don't dwell on those things because mm-hmm. what you're doing is you're either longing for what was that may never come again, based off of different expectations that you have, mm-hmm. uh, both positive and negative. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so by staying present, I'm realizing and recognizing, okay, God is doing a work now. Mm-hmm. what I have now God is doing something here I may not have clarity in what that looks like or what that means so even for me it's like okay I look it, I don't even know like future or past it's, it's I look at the past and I think of what are the negative and positive things that I experienced man I, I could look through relationships like relationships with family there were moments where a lot of, like, most of my time is like, it is negative aspects of it. I look back, I could dwell on that. Mm. But that could keep me from what God is asking me to do now in those relationships, yeah. from what He is doing right now in those relationships. Um, and specifically, I think of my parents. Like, mm-hmm. I could dwell on the past and the history of negativity and of unhealth and just sit in that. Mm-hmm. Or,. And compare what was, and then which would lead me to compare what I want to be, or Mm -hmm. I could sit and say, okay, God, what do you ask me to do now? Yeah. Yeah. How do I, like, what what am I seeing you do here now Mm -hmm. that would just, in my, for me, has been an encouragement just to stop, Mm -hmm. like, and just, yeah, to be present. That's good. Yeah.
0: Another thing we would say is just to have this sense of confidence in who God has created you to be and what he is doing in your life, Mm -hmm. that. So often when it comes to comparison, it's, yeah, there's this void in us or there's this thing that we feel like we're lacking. And because of that, we look to so many other places to try and fill it. We want to take from others. We want them to have less and in order that we would feel more. But if we just have this deep-rooted confidence in who God has called us to be, that we are sufficient because of how he's already gifted us and provided for us. Like, in the Matthew text, when it tells us that, like— food and bread and that that's really what it means to be provided for. And yet (laughs) Mm -hmm. we want for so much more. Like there's just this confidence that the Lord is good. He's provided for us. He's made us and he's crafted us. He's given us an identity as a beloved child of him. And because of that, we don't need to look for fulfillment and value and worth and status and success from all these other people because we already have that. Yeah. What about just like the uniqueness of people? in relationship and that, and that stuff.
1: We're all unique. <laughs> <laughs> Classic Ben. Well, that's just, it, I think that's, what's beautiful is there's a reality where like you're a limited edition. Mm. Mm. Like, like that's good you're How many you are <laughs> oh my, <I'm laughs> but no one is the one on each arm no one in <laughs> yeah. in the the complexity that is what it means to be human mm-hmm. like there's mm-hmm. aspects that make it simple even if you look at being created in god's image there's a relational component to that that we know like we need each other we're not supposed to be alone there's a rational component of that the mind that he's given us to work there's a creative component to mm-hmm. that. Just, there's so many different things that's really mm-hmm. beautiful and so that's simple but there's still a complexity of what it means to be human yeah no one has every aspect of what it is to be Ben, like me, like yeah, no one mm-hmm. has, no one is me. Mm-hmm. And that's awesome. And so like, can for you me, imagine if there were a bunch of Ben's? Uh, I we wouldn't
0: make it. <laughs> <laughs> um, we do have an Alice though. We, and that's pretty pretty close. Close. but even yeah. her, that's,
1: what's beautiful. She's different. She's a limited mm-hmm. edition. There you go. And so just for me, I, I go to, I go to Psalm uh, 139 for you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because mm-hmm. I'm fearfully and wonderfully mm-hmm. made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. And the classic phrase in line of that is just like, god's works are wonderful and we're one of his works mm. and in the wonderful like what makes us wonderful is i think there's the uniqueness and beauty and complexity of what makes us us mm-hmm. yeah. and so it's then rooting that in jesus and rooting this in that in who, who he says we are but that also should encourage us because there's a uniqueness that i don't have to compare that like god didn't create me to be like someone else he created me to bring forward what he has given me in yeah. personality, yeah. absolutely Gifting, like all of it and For it's sure. awesome
0: yeah. yeah, Paul will say something so, similar yeah. along those lines in Galatians 6 that becomes verse 4 through 5, Said each one of you should test your own actions. Then they can take pride, he would just say, pride is in the good sense, in themselves alone, without comparing themselves to someone else, for they, for each one should carry their own load. That there is just, you've been gifted, you've been given uh mm-hmm. responsibility influence and on all of that becomes what you have to steward it's the way you're meant to live life in the way that god has created you and gifted you and don't get stuck in looking at everyone else's uh stuff life and then mm-hmm. lose what god has given you to carry i, I love it andy Mino, baller musician <laughs> he's so he's one of my favorite he has a line that says don't let your food get cold looking at someone else's plate That truly like what you have in front of you the blessing that you have we spend so much time looking at everybody else's stuff and getting stuck in that comparison we actually miss out on the very blessing and the gift that god has laid in front of us
2: yeah so good
1: uh can I just say what Eugene Peterson, this is the message oh. version of how he says this. Yeah, hit it up. Says, this is Galatians 6, fourth verse. Right. He says, make a careful exploration of who you are and the work you've been given, and then sink yourself into that. He'll mm. go and say, don't compare yourself with others. Each of you must take responsibility for doing the creative best you can with your own life.
2: Wow. That's good. Just, okay, Eugene Peterson. Yeah, just,
1: just give it to him all
2: day.
0: That's so good. <laughs> yeah. The way we want to finish a little bit of this is just tying back in the idea of the church. That the church is the people of God gathered together. In comparison, shows up so prevalently in the church that it's because it's a group of people living life together we have this misconception that the church is going to be perfect but (laughs) jesus has told us that it's for sinners and that's where people are supposed to gather that they become saints but the process of becoming saints and growing in sainthood growing in the way that we we love jesus is a messy process so yes the church has unbelievable flaws Mm -hmm. including grace point and oasis like we we are struggling (laughs) what yeah it's like whoa (laughs) and so comparison shows up here all the time the The one of the reasons I wanted to do this podcast was because I have conversations with people in the ministry all the time. But I sat down with our student leaders and, and some of our young adult leaders over the last couple of months, and I cannot tell you how many times the word comparison showed up in our conversations. Mm-hmm. Across 20-something different conversations, it w- and it was all kinds of different stuff, and almost never was one of them the same as another. But it was comparing all, all of what it meant to be human to other peoples. And that just showed me just the prevalence of this struggle amongst humanity. I looked at my own life and I was like, yeah, all of what they're talking about is showing up in me too. And we just needed to talk about it. But the church coming back to where I was starting, (laughs) the church should be a place where we actually find healing in this. Mm -hmm. It should be a place where differences and all of that is celebrated. How do, how do we, how though, like, Let's talk about a couple of the points why the church should be honestly a solution for this.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it starts with how do we... Romans twelve fifteen rejoice with those who rejoice mm-hmm. and it, mm-hmm. it finishes weep with those who weep. but the reality of rejoicing when other and celebrating in other people's celebrations yeah and other people's victories mm-hmm. whether it's in the uniqueness of how they're gifted they're using that gift and I'm coming alongside them it's it's extending a kindness and a compassion that ultimately is the heart of Jesus which is the opposite of comparison because mm-hmm. I, I I really do believe comparison when we rest in it and we camp in it pushes us towards being unkind to people because it's judgment it's 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 yes it's envy it's coveting but it's also then it's like we make up excuses for why do they have that when i don't because blank blank blank, blank. Yeah, yeah and so what celebrating with them does is i think it reorients our heart to be kind towards all people yeah and then honestly what that does in reality like as we celebrate each other it's ultimately celebrating god because god's the giver of those kids mm-hmm. god's the giver of that person the creator of that person
0: and god should also be the beneficiary of the success yes. you know like i think really like look at the local church. If someone say has a business and their business takes off while your business is maybe just kind of plateauing or it's not going the way you would want it to, we should be able as the church to celebrate their success because maybe Mm -hmm. their financial success, their business success, if they do it correctly, if they do it faithfully, will point glory back to God. It will maybe Mm -hmm. bring financial resources into God's local church to help continue and further the mission that that's, like we're all on this journey of trying to reach people with the gospel to help them restored and redeemed back to relationship with God. And so any success, if someone finds platform that they succeed in a, in school or in sports yeah. and they find themselves with, with influence that you wish you had, how do we champion that and encourage them and challenge them to have that, stu- like to steward that influence so well yeah. that their success would point back to God? Or even just, I love the church in the hands and feet of Jesus, the makeup of of what God has called the church to be, that in our differences, when we looked at just gifting, I mean, we could do like the manifestation, motivational, and ministry gifts. Like if you look at each and every one of those, we are uniquely created. And without that uniqueness, the church suffers. Mm -hmm. Like just imagine if everybody had the same manifestation gift at, at, like if only everybody in our church could speak in tongues or like if only everybody in our church was like a pastor and we didn't have any shepherds or evangelists, like how would we suffer as a church? But yet we get together and we have motivational giftings where it's like you value this and I value this and we fight over those things rather than celebrating the very fact that that is what we need yeah. to to further the gospel mission.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, so good. it all.
0: I actually yeah. do. I want one more thing in there. <laughs> we we can't we can't forget even the church and the difference of spiritual maturities. Yeah, absolutely. I think this becomes a really hard part for people because where where we hear it most often is where I hear it more, most often I'll speak for myself, is we have people who are farther along in their faith journey who look at others in the ministry who maybe aren't as far along. And they can get really frustrated and they can start to compare and start to say, well, why are they struggling with that? Why don't they understand that? Why aren't they doing better? Why aren't they like, there's this language that we want all people to to grow in the image of Jesus. The heart is probably well, but it becomes this comparison where I see where I'm at and I see where they're at and they're behind or vice versa. You know what I mean? Like they Mm -hmm. look towards the future and they're like, I'm at this place where I'm struggling with this. And those people obviously don't struggle with that. And what's wrong with me? Why am I? Mm -hmm. And the beauty of what the local church should be is it should have a diverse array of spiritual maturities that we should have people who are yes, becoming incredibly holy like jesus is holy that are are walking out their their christ likeness and doing that like really really well and we should have people who are stumbling in here uh, struggling really hard still trying to figure out who jesus is and what that means for them Mm -hmm. And and the beauty of what that is, is when you have both ends of that spectrum, you see the gospel come to life. That Mm -hmm. those who are spiritually mature go to those who are infantile and they help them to walk out their faith. They teach them what it means to follow Jesus. Then those who are spiritually infantile, who are new to faith, who are struggling with faith, Mm -hmm. grow into their faith and become the very people who go back to those who were Mm -hmm. once like them. So it's just this like, we can't look at those who are struggling in the church or those who are ahead of us in the church. and, and Grow bitter, yeah. grow envious. Mm-hmm. We have to celebrate that and recognize how do we s- encourage each other.
1: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Anything else?
1: No, that's good. All right. All right.
0: <laughs> so that's comparison for you. Uh, that's probably all the questions you could ever have about it. We hit. We hit everything. Right. There's. There's no. There's no <laughs> way anybody ever struggles with comparison outside yeah. of this. 20 something minute podcast we just did <laughs> if you have questions I've, as always we like to finish in that way to so that you can you can dm us message us uh, send us an email whatever you want to do but we we encourage you to take those steps to find healing whatever that is for you and it's going to be different for you than it is probably for someone else but to to seek to find contentment and gratitude as you struggle with comparison but you can do it we believe in you yeah. peace out
2: yeah. Bye. <laughs>